Welcome to the Girls on Tour podcast with Mira Manga. Hello. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Welcome back to the Girls on Tour podcast. This is unusual in that it's a walking podcast. Um, and I would ask all of your forgiveness for the first two or three minutes of this actual podcast after this bit where it sounds like I'm talking like a robot because I've forgotten how to use my trusty Tascam. I also have a special guest in this, which is The Wind. And he buffets across the microphone quite a lot. So hopefully you'll bear with us. I'm not sure this is a good one to listen to with headphones. And I'd love to hear back what you think. Um, this is a podcast of a walk that I did on the Capital Ring route, which is a 78 mile route around inner London. And the day that I recorded this, I walked from Stoke Newington to Hackney Wick on a really, really rainy, wet Saturday. You'll hear that I first had to go on a mission to get some appropriate clothing and then I continued. Um, so thanks so much for listening and uh, let me know what you think of this walking Girls on Tour podcast. Enjoy. Do you need a receipt? Um, no, I'm good, thank you. Good. Hello, so um, thanks to the help of the ladies here, I found my waterproof trousers so I can continue my wet walk. Yay! This is Becky, who I've just kind of ambushed in the shop. Hi, Becky. Just wanted to ask, when I came in, your friend showed me immediately. I asked for waterproof trousers and she just took me straight to them. So how, do you, how well do you get to know your stock and how do you remember where all these items end up? So we can't really call it stock just because everything is a donation but because we have to go through and hand sort hand pick steam and price everything after a little while you start to just know what you've got laying around and yeah you just end up intimately knowing what's there like if something's not where we were where we when we placed it like a week ago we'll be like hang on why is that random coat from over there not there anymore please tell me why you start to notice every single little different piece of clothing item bric-a-brac and you're just yeah you just start to naturally catalogue it in the back of your head and <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing about working in a charity shop um how relaxed it is i mean it has its own like ups and downs like everything but out of everything i've done in life and it's quite a lot not to toot my own horn, but um, it's probably the funnest, most relaxing, and I just really enjoy how easy it is to kind of like connect with the local community. And because our teams and charity shops are always very, very small, like you're looking at between two to four people, not including volunteers, uh, you just build up this really close working relationship with everybody. And yeah. You have complete control over the store you work in and how you want to display it, what you want to put out. Everything's under your choices, your decisions. So, yeah, having the freedom is just like, yeah, it makes the job way more enjoyable. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very kind of you to talk to me. Thank you. So I'm very close to the beginning of my actual walk. This is just the beginning bit where you have to walk to where the map says this is where the walk starts and um yeah so the ski pants are really good they're waterproof the only problem is they are chafing um which i'm sure after four or five miles it's going to be really painful um so uh, yeah i guess dry legs and a bit of chafing is going to be the order of the day i should say that it feels to me like stakes are really high here I love to walk. I need to prove to myself that I can walk in all weathers. 
because as we go into winter if I can't do a waterproof walk or I can't wrap up warm enough to be able to walk comfortably I'm going to be stuck at home and that um, is such an unappealing scary prospect um, walking really helps my mental health and it's pretty much you know my favorite only form of exercise apart from the sporadic yoga session so I feel like I've really set myself a quest today so wish me luck but I'm also going to think if it gets horrific and I'm struggling I can call an uber which is the beauty of walking in London um, also worrying about the levels on this podcast being all over the shop because it's been so long since I've done it but this is something we can sort out it's all good so yes on to the beginning of the walk Okay, I'm on the walk properly now. I'm holding the microphone far, far away, so I'm hoping we don't get distortion. I'm going to walk past a mosque, and um, yeah, one of the things about walking in the rain is I have to keep stopping to look at the map, which I've put in a plastic sandwich bag. Um, So thank goodness there's bus stops where I can put down my little walking pack and get my book out and check. Um, But yeah, it's a pain walking in the rain. We already knew that. We're going to conquer it today. Onwards feeling very quiet in the back streets of Stoke New it really puts me in mind of um, Fallout 4 which I played for a while and also the other walking game what was it called with Norman Reedus and the baby Death Stranding (laughs) there aren't any um, BTs luckily but it just feels quite desolate windy and blowy and I'm feeling a little bit lonely maybe because normally on walks there are other people walking around you can kind of smile out just watch people watch a little bit Shaun of the Dead vibes but I guess I just walked past an empty school with a playing ground silent and playing ground playground anyway I'm in good spirits just noticing a bit of a lonely somber vibe anyway back to the track So one of the bonuses of walking through largely residential areas is some of them have big bay windows and I just got to walk past and kind of sneaky spy on this gorgeous um, family having a family dinner at a beautiful lavish dining table. They were sitting around eating what looked like something delicious and I am so nosy. I absolutely love getting these tiny windows into people's lives saw my first um, signpost saying that we were going the right way. You're following the map and you know you're going in the right direction. But I think it really helps to have a little bit of, yep, you're going the right way and not on the head, an official sign, the capital ring on its uh, green background. So feeling very cheered at that. And um, also I'm hoping we get to walk through some parkland now. It's really, really lovely. I don't know if you can hear the bird song, but it's so nice to be walking through a quiet park. And I just walked past two giant beaches, which are famous in this park. And they're looking a bit bare in the winter, but I love trees. And there are lots here. I'm just heading down a very gentle slope um, towards a couple of tennis courts. And I haven't got lost so far. I'm still following all the signs.
We're at a river. We are by the River Lee, which is beautiful. And there are colourful boats on either side, not moored. And I get to cross over a bridge. Um, I love waterways. I'm sure it's part of being a Pisces. It's so lovely to be by the water. That's one of the wonderful things about walking in London, never far from a rat or a river. But it's just so beautiful to step out of chaos commuting and walk by a river. So very, very excited. And this bridge is called Horseshoe Bridge. Oh, wow. Oh, so where I'm crossing, it looks like there's a big channel of water coming into this river. A three-way river crossing with a bunch of boats looking out for any river birds as well because you get some real beauties on the water. It's quite blowy, they might have all blown away. Gorgeous. Oh. Down the other side of the bridge, back onto the trail. Oh, so we get to walk alongside the River Lee for a while. And yep, there's my bird, a lonely coot bobbing away. So, oh, fantastic. So I'm going to get to walk across the countryside on my left and the river on my right. You can tell this is a nicer part of the path because there's lots more people here. Okay, we continue. But it's quite nice, you know, walking alone, you can just have a little amble off or stop when you want. It's quite nice to... Yeah, just feel unobliged and in your own company. If you told me that years ago that I would be enjoying a walk on my own, I would have laughed in your face and then clung on to ask where you were going and could we go together and do something. So I'm quite proud of myself when I do get to appreciate and enjoy my moments of solitude. Um, another development is there is a little black dog that looks like the dog Ted that Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse go fishing with in a little jacket. He's so cute. He's scampering along the towpath. And I'm, I'm trying to see if he's got an underbite. Because it, could it be Ted? I think it's wishful thinking. I don't think it's Ted. There's so much to do on this walk. And on the other side of the bank, I can hear some happy laughing voices from the people having a quick fag outside the Anchor and Hope pub. Looks very old-timey. I'm sure there's a historical story behind the Anchor and Hope pub. And up ahead of me, I'm going to walk under a what looks to be like a railway bridge, but there's also a green... It's attached to a green ironwork bridge, which the boats get to go under. I get to go under bricks. But if you're on the river, you'll be going under the green bridge. And the rain's starting up again. So back to the hood, back into my hood I go. Walthamstow Marshes, which is a nature reserve. I might see a water vole here. They're very rare, but they still do live here and they live in little interconnected burrows. And the other cool thing is that the bridge I was describing so fondly, the brick bridge, well, two railway arches here were rented by a chap called Elliot Verdon Rowe who was the first person to 
design a British flying machine. It's a nice bit of history. And he went on to create Avro, which is apparently one of the world's greatest aeroplane manufacturing companies and made some famous planes for Lancaster. Now I've heard of Lancaster because it was used widely in the war, the big old wars, but also because I know lots of wargaming enthusiasts. Um, but I didn't know the company that made it was started here. And yeah, very cool. Um, I'm walking under the bridge now. Wow. There is a very cool um, piece of art here by somebody called Angry Dan, and it's a beautiful rainbow against a blue background with a sun peeking out behind a cloud. And it says, all that we've got is this pale blue dot. So, lovely. I'll definitely stop to take a picture of that. I'm now under Lee Bridge. I'm stopping. There are no trolls below this bridge. Um, but I wanted to take advantage of the quiet and being out of the rain to let you know that I read my guidebook while I was walking. The reason they put that aircraft company there, Arvo, was because they would do test flights and then if they crashed, they'd land in the marshes. <laughs> so it was fractionally softer than any other um, concrete or grass I get, but I just thought that was really lovely. Aren't we great? We're so innovative, us humans, when we're not wrecking the world bouncing planes off into marshland. Anyway, under the bridge, the river is really full. It's a big, fat, juicy river right up to the top. I'm almost walking alongside the level of the water. I always find that quite thrilling. As long as I'm dry. Tiddly. that noisy girl. I wonder if the girl is looking for its friends and that noise you heard before then was the Prince of Wales pub that I've just passed by. This is why I love having a guidebook. So just been walking along the canal path and a gorgeous smell. You know when um, they're using their wood fires inside. Gorgeous smell. So walking into the Middlesex filter beds park I guess. And the guidebook advises, take through the gates immediately on your left to see Hackney Enge. What is Hackney Enge, you may ask? I hadn't heard of it before today, to be honest. But as I'm walking through the second gates, I can see these massive chunks of stone arranged, you know, as Stonehenge would be. Isn't that wonderful? So Hackney has its own version of Stonehenge. Just pulling out my from its plastic bag. Tell you precisely where these chunks of stone came from. I'm so sorry about the sound the whole way through this. Something will be done about my tech. Hackney Enge. Hackney's version of Stonehenge formed from the blocks that provided a base for a pumping engine. How cool is that? Very cool. I've seen Hackney Enge. I've lived in London since 1995, six. Never knew Hackney had its own version of Stonehenge. I will have to bring Arbiter Ian here for our next uh, candle testing slash 
cuddly toy summoning ritual. Fabulous. Oh, it looks great. I'll take a picture. That's another of those nice things. I got to come off the path, go and investigate Hackney Eng. Actually, I'm sure if I had a companion on this walk, that would have surely tempted them to. For some reason, I've always loved Stonehenge, the rumours of druids. I actually know a real live druid. And, wow, that was just a druid brag. That wasn't even a humble brag. But um, I was also able to test my new walking boots as I walked into the uh, brambles to take that picture. So lovely. Okay. That was really cute. I just passed a guy running, looking quite pained in a neon, bright neon beanie. And his friend was just cycling behind him on his back, telling him how far he'd gone. He must be training for a very long run. I'm one of those awful people who say hello and comment. So I went, woo woo, keep going as they passed me by. And they smiled. They seemed to receive it well. But wow, that just really gave me a shot of joy. Like, just two friends, one helping the other get somewhere. Everybody needs a friend like the guy on the bike backing up his buddy. Oh, and the smell. It's a really lovely, fresh smell of waterways. And just the smoke coming as the people on the boats are cooking their tea. Wow. I always think in that drag queen's voice when I'm having moments like this. What privilege! Anyway, I'm feeling very privileged. There is a very cool spaceship, kind of blobby boat called Juno. I approve, it looks like a Mars lander or something. And I'm walking past a green boat called Sabai Sabai. I wonder if there are people on the boats. Most of them, I think. There are, you can see some lights are on and little chimneys. I just wonder which boats are occupied and which are not. Okay, on we go. I just got into a lovely conversation with two boat owners who were discussing their kids want to come and um, bring their friends back to the boat. And both the dads were saying, well, what are we supposed to do? Sit in the other end of the boat? One dad advised the other one, well, I just, I just go out when they come. It's quite lovely. Got to have a little chat. Nice to talk to new people. What lovely dads. Uh, I'm now coming up to what is called Cow Bridge. And the guide map says, painted in a rather bilious shade of lime green. I love bilious green. It reminds me of a very old Citadel paints colour. Gosh, it must have been around in 1989? No, probably 1991, 92 in the Reading Games workshop. I discovered bilious green. Anyway, that's the colour of this rather lovely bridge that I'm walking under now. I promise if we do this again, I will have a much more listenable setup. I'm just feeling much more at ease now, like at the beginning of a walk, I always feel a bit stressed and worried. And then around now, when I get into my stride, it feels much better. Just feel really happy and lucky to be alive. I'm passing a boat called Elvira. And up ahead, there is a girl chopping firewood. 
next to her boat for her wood burner. But yeah, this is the part of the walk that I really love when you're just feeling at peace and happy and at one with nature and not being rained on, I'm sure helps hugely with that. Onwards. should probably also record the aches and pains that I have along my walks. So there's always a moment where I get some back pains, like twinges. It's generally because I'm carrying a rucksack with random things in it, like a guidebook, some sandwiches, um, you know, feel a little bit of twinges in my back. And then towards the end of the walk, one of my shoulders always goes, because my rucksack's always loaded one, one side heavier than the other. Oh, I'm getting to that age now where I feel it. My feet feel a little bit... They're okay, they're not sore. Thank goodness that the trouser chafing has settled. You'll all be delighted to hear. Um, I have very weird thoughts, you know, because today I didn't pack sandwiches or food. I'm really thinking very intensely about a banana that I know is at home. I'm really thinking about the lovely taste of a banana and how creamy and good that will be to eat. Um, you don't often have space and time to think about food ahead of time and yeah it's quite nice thinking about bananas one thing I'll say is now it's winter it gets gloomier quicker obviously it's not getting dark yet just the skies are very very grey and I doubt that anything would happen to me <laughs> I mean packed up as I am in big green anorak and my massive black ski trousers um, that I found in the charity shop but yeah if anything were to happen to me they'd say oh she left this terribly recorded podcast in a plastic sandwich bag but you know it's quiet it's lovely peaceful Oh, I wish you could all be here. Wow, nearly got cycled into. I didn't do the usual ding ding or excuse me. That's my that's my story and I'm sticking to it anyway. Walking past some oh it looked like some Egyptian geese who are really enjoying some pondweed, some green stuff that's floating next to a boat called Sirius with a star on it lovely isn't it okay I'm going to put my recorder down and put my foot down toodles the A102M motorway is ahead and we're about to walk below it so I managed to have a fiddle with my rucksack to ease the pain in my left shoulder I also took I've got about half a pint of milk in my anorak pocket so I took that out of my pocket, my left pocket, and popped it in the bag, one of my plastic bags. So it seems to be doing the trick. Um, no pain in my shoulder now, tiny bit of pain at the base of my back. That could be to do with the time of the month. I'm never sure whether pains in the base of my back are hormonal or structurally, skeletal structurally cause issues. Um, but yeah feeling glad the rain hasn't come back and now I kind of always get into a little how will I know when the walk ends because sometimes it's not obvious but 
This guidebook says it's this big bridge and then two more footbridges. And then, yeah, I'll be at Hackney Wick. So, yeah, just walking past some really lovely woods. Wick woods, they're called. But they'd be lovely to wander through. Yep, on my way. Home stretch now. Something happened to my recorder and it made me say phantom on i couldn't do anything unless i switched phantom on so i don't know what i've done welcome some ghosts to the podcast phantom ghosts um phantom power is that a thing i finished the walk i've officially finished i got to hackney wick and guess what i have to walk another 18 minutes down the towpath to get to pudding mill lane to get on the dlr to go home i'm sure normally i could probably have made use of hackney wick but think some trains aren't running today anyway this is kind of what sometimes happens at the end of the walk you finish the section and then in order to get home you continue walking so it's a bit of a trick but um i'm feeling good 18 minutes and i'll be on a dlr i'm already thinking about what i will eat alongside that banana when i get home the rain has started again but at least it's only drizzling it's not pounding down yet let's see a lot can happen in 18 minutes Oh, made it onto the DLR. I'm absolutely knackered. So today, um, we've not done too badly. We've done 16,269 steps, 6.82 miles. I'm definitely going to need some carbs. Okay, well, you'll all be pleased to hear I got home safely. And yes, this has been my podcast, which... Is the first one I've done in many years with faulty equipment, which I completely forgotten how to operate. So congratulations if you stayed the course. And I think it was really wholesome, actually, listening back. It's quite twee. There's not really a lot going on there, but it makes me happy. I hope it makes you happy. And yeah, until next time, uh, let's see how I can figure out my tech and my technique. And yeah. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. Girls.